What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. It is collegiate national season, and we have a preview for you. So we had Aiden Raider, one of the premier young lifters, junior lifters in the world, Solana Lewis, Steve Denovi, and I preview all the big matchups that will be taking place at Frat Nats this upcoming week. So Dallas, Texas is going to be a very fun Fun competition. It's one of our favorite meets. It's difficult doing a preview for it because you never know who's going to have these breakout meets. You can only do so much research. You can only have so much scouting. But someone is going to surprise us at these meets. Recaps are a lot easier, but we love doing these previews and we love covering Collegiate Nationals because it's awesome meet. It's one of the best meets in the USAPL. It's always entertaining. It's always fun. It's always a great atmosphere. It's always good just you know kind of sitting down watching live stream, it's like our equivalent of March Madness, where it's just all day, whole week of, or, you know, half a week of powerlifting that we get to watch, and then you're going to see some freaks, you're going to see some breakout lifters, you're going to see some lifters who are eventually going to be, you know, studs in the open division, so we talked about all the previews, men and females on the Raw side, great preview show, love doing it. This episode is brought to you by Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on the best powerlifting merchandise there is. They just really said comp tee. It's looking beautiful. Perfect color. They actually had the socks to match it. The socks are looking great. Like I always say, they make you look good from head to toe. Use that promo code 2WL15. Use promo code Solana15. Use promo code ORC15. Get three different things. Use those three promo codes. And don't forget to wish CB a happy birthday. We finally found a date on his birthday. And it is the very last day at Collegiate Nationals. So make sure you're wishing a happy birthday. And... Also, subscribe to Two White Lights on Spotify, leave a five-star rating there, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a Apple Podcast, leave a five-star rating there, and a review. Go to twowhitelights.com, subscribe, check out the shop. We got some merchandise dropping, and we'll have some collegiate nationals themed merchandise dropping very, very soon. And without further ado, here it is. Two white lights. Ooh, baby, I like it. one of our favorite meets a meet that i think we said last year is always difficult to do a preview on even a recap on but it's something that we love we have collegiate nationals better known as frat nats coming up next week here in texas and i've got an ipa and all the college kids on it and we got a bud light we're, we're covered yeah, I'm more college kid. Bud Light, yeah. Like any college kid is going to be drinking in like an $8, 8% beer. Solana, you have sparkling water. And also, we have, um, I think, one of the uh, one of powerlifting's favorite young collegiate lifters, Aiden Raider, who came to the interview with food. So it's like we're, like he came with like his meal already prepared. He's like in between doing homework 
and doing this podcast. Aiden, you're one of Two White Lights' favorite sons, and I'm happy to have you on, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I've unfortunately it's not like some pizza or like microwavable burritos or anything. It's some actual good food like Greek yogurt and granola. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, thankful that I'm one of uh, Two White Lights' golden boys. Apparently, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if we go back to Midwest Prime Time, go go back and listen to the episode and hear all the nice things Steve and I said about you. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just blush every time I mention on this podcast, so. I forgot about I mean, I knew you obviously did Midwest Primetime, but I forgot about it. It seems like ages ago. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, you were like, he, You were like 13 years old then. Yeah. Yeah, I just graduated eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some would say we groomed him. But <laughs> yeah. we'll have we'll have a goop post soon of uh, our, our grooming of Aiden Raider. But um, actually, wasn't there like a fourteen year old who was amazing at that meet? Was it Alex Schoen? No, she was young. Oh no. yeah, there was Alex Schoen. No, but there's also that one. I don't. I forget her name. She was like eleven and set like well, every Alex, American record. Well, Alex Schoen was like bigger than all of us. Like who were in the actual primetime session? Because he was yeah, like fifteen yeah, years like, old. Yeah, he's like fourteen or fifteen instead of a bunch of American records. We saw there's played. a lot of American. There's a there's a nice couple American records there. Yeah, Aiden, well, I, was, Aiden you, I think you were uh, legitimately. I think you were seventeen, right? I was nineteen. 19. <laughs> nineteen. You were nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, I'm yeah. twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't remember. I don't think we could, we couldn't drug test you though because you were too young, or we, did we drug test you? They no, you drug tested me. It took I like remember. an hour. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. We, had, we were wanting to get food afterwards, and it took him... Angelo definitely remembers that Aiden gets drug tested, because he was there to supervise. <laughs> yeah, he made it a point. And they're like, sir, you can't do that. That's not a thing in the USATO. You can't be, you can't be, a, you can't be in here. But no, actually, funny story about that, which, I mean, yeah, we'll get to the preview soon. But I remember we were going out afterwards just to, you know, have some barbecue, Um and then Aiden was late because I think he got like piss shy or something, and he, like he couldn't. Uh, like we were waiting for him for an hour, and then he didn't bring a change of clothes, so he was at the place with his singlet still on. And then we went to Bass Pro Shop for some reason, and he was still in his singlet like the entire time. I think he was looking for jeans to buy so he could actually walk around and well. do things. Frankly, in Bass Pro, that probably wasn't too outlandish. They were probably like, oh, that's just another weird dude. Fits right on in. (laughs) (laughs) Bass Pro Shop is not Walmart. Bass Pro Shop is a respectable place with great things. But, oh, yeah, we wanted, uh, Dawson wanted to see the aquarium at Bass Pro Shop. So we had to to go to Bass Pro Shop to see if we can get tickets for the aquarium. That that was a time. What a time. What a time. Certainly certainly one of the times of all time. Yeah. What a what what a great time that was! But yeah, collegiate nationals. Um, so as far as starting with the action goes here, do you want to go top? You want to go top with the top storylines? Because I think Steve. I mean, I, I'm really excited about that female matchup that we have. Yes, and I'm wondering how many people are going to know these names. But if you don't, you're going to. The big highlight, in my opinion, is Kate Staley versus Mandy Ogo. I might be saying that name wrong. Uh, Kate Staley, uh, she's coached by Sean Noriega. They're both 67 and a half kilo lifters. Uh, Kate, I believe, let me pull her up real quick. 
Uh, I don't know if she's 18 now, but her last meet, she was 17 years old and hit a 480 kilo total. 480 kilo at 67 and a half. Like, she hasn't posted very much training lately, so I'm not really sure kind of where she's at. But, like, she's someone that this year, in her teens, could very well be a podium finisher at Nationals. But she's going against what I think may be the most genetically gifted powerlifter I have ever seen in my entire life, male or female. If you have not seen Mandy Ogo lift, you need to go look at Mandy underscore OG. She is a unit. And she yeah. just started powerlifting. Her first meet was a little over a year ago. She added oh, almost 200 pounds between her first to her second meet. And then she's crushing everything she did. Like, I, 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 if she sticks with this and continues to progress and mature, I, I think she's probably got the most talent I have ever seen in the history of powerlifting. And the fact of the matter is she's going against Kate, Kate Staley who honestly is a, a prodigy as well. Both of them could be future all-time greats in powerlifting based on how they progress over the next couple of years. So I am incredibly excited to see it. Uh, like I said, Kate hasn't posted too much. Mandy, she just hit a 424 squat high bar. Um, pretty easy uh, in training and just absolutely crushing everything. I mean, she just competed uh, recently in December and she's already over those numbers from what she did then. And it's pretty close because she's coming in at 472 and a half kilo total. Kate's coming in at 480. So that is going to be a very, very close battle. Mandy looks yeah, they, like what I don't look like, looks like when I grow up. Like that's like what her body looks like to me. It's insane. I think me too. <laughs> she's so jacked. That's what I look like, like back in high school when I benched 315. That was exactly yeah. what I was like. That's yeah. what I... I mean, yeah, I remember Steve sending me, like, a video of her. He's like, well, this is going to be a prodigy. And I looked, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, that was, uh, I'm like, obviously the physique pops out at you. But also, like, someone who I could kind of tell is understanding how to lift. Like, not there yet as far as understanding, like, I don't know, maybe the, the, the movements, the technique. But once all that stuff is figured out with the leverages and the the physique and the muscle, yeah, gonna be a a, a, a dangerous powerlifter. The open division better look out. Aiden, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say yeah. Both these people, uh, both uh, Kate and Mandy, look uh, very very talented. Um, I don't have any special insight on Kate or anything. Uh, I know she I, she hasn't posted in a while. I don't have any special insight, you know, because I. I am a Nori coach, so but I don't have, and I, I do coach her boyfriend as well. Um, so uh, I didn't quite ask him about anything because um, I only did like forty-five minutes of research. So I will be contributing to the bad journalism of two white lights here. Um, but um, yeah, it would be I bold. Will... I'm sorry to interrupt. It would be bold if you just started asking him, like, "Hey, what's what's your girlfriend been hitting?" And been like. I would like to talk to you about my lifts, Aiden, but you want to talk <laughs> about um, you know the journalism of this. But no, yeah, I, I, mean, I bad journalism, good coaching. Well, and I, also I to, be, to be clear, Aiden, you've now done forty-five minutes more research than Angela has done in the last three years. Yeah, so yep. that's, that's not bad journalism. That's honestly a step in the right direction for this show. I will say I do give him like shit for his girlfriend being more impressive than him. Uh, you know, I am hard on my lifters, so I, I, you know, use things to poke fun at them to, so they can be better. But, um, 
from what uh, I've both both have progressed well. Um, although I, I do think that Kate will be the favorite here um, based on what she's hit in training, and I predict her uh, a bit above that four eighty. Yeah, Kate went seven for nine at her last meet. I'm not sure the two attempts she missed, but usually if you're going seven for nine, you're you're, you're believing that there's likely a little bit more in the tank. So she just oh, I can see here she missed. Oh, I guess then she really she ended up hitting her third, which was probably about where she wanted to be. Missed five kilos more on deadlift. So again, hard to kind of see where she's at. But if she goes like four eighty five to four ninety, still gonna be close though, because like Mandy, her best squat's one ninety, and she just hit one ninety two point five in training. What looked like an easy second attempt. So both of them could probably, I think, push that 490 range. Um, and it'll just really come down to that last deadlift, which they're both really close to. They both deadlift around like 190-ish. So um, I think the only I think Manny's gonna have a slight, slight advantage in regards to deadlift and probably pulling last. You don't you don't think Kate will hit over five hundred or or five? I mean, based on the fact again, I can't predict that because we just don't have any training to go off of to be able to say that. I guess we, we obviously okay. she hit that four seven she hit four seventy two in December. Uh, I haven't seen anything since. I mean, okay. it would be well, she squatted. It hit 480 in December. But I mean, I couldn't predict. I couldn't predict a 20 kilo increase without seeing actual training that would show that. Okay, her, her gym total is like 502, I think, right now. I think she hit a 200 kilogram squat, a 195 deadlift, and a maybe 107 or 105 bench that moved like decently. Did so she have to cut gym- a little bit? Because that's the other thing. Is Kate's? I mean, she only made the weight class by 0.1 kilo where Mandy okay. her last meet was about two kilos under. So I don't know if that factors into it. I see. I don't know what her weight's at. So, but yeah, that's, that's definitely the highlight for the women. If we're talking matchups, if we're talking lifter, the best lifter of this entire meet, I don't even think is debatable. And that's Alexis Jones. Mm-hmm. She is the premier lifter of all of collegiate nationals, men or women. Well, I mean, yeah, well, we t- I mean, we can even make that argument about her at Open Nationals and Raw Nationals when she competed. You're muted. <laughs> Angelo's Angelo's still muted. He has no idea how to use the computer. Yeah, now you're twice. not. Yeah. You you have to click the button and then don't click it. Don't click it a second time. Well, that's fucking stupid. All right, I might keep this in just because I'm angry. Um, but, yeah, it was actually – I responded pretty quickly to it. Uh, you could say the same thing about Alexis Jones at Raw Nationals. As far as female lifters go, just when we were talking after the meet, Alexis Jones, we were like, she should probably have a lot, lot more storylines about her because of this performance. And she's super low-key, isn't very active on social media, Kind of was the case after Nationals, like with Nationals and especially Raw Nationals, where you have all these lifters doing crazy things and all these great performances and all this great content coming from it. Um, You kind of have to keep it up. You only get like two or three days to get that. And it's something that people forget. If you don't do it right away, people for, or if you don't uh, build upon that momentum on social media land, people forget about it. But People forget how amazing that performance was. Beautifully executed. Beautifully. I mean, it could have been hard. It was. That's how good of a lifter she is. It was so well executed. All those lifts are just so well executed. That's what happens. I don't doubt they were probably a little bit hard for her, but 
she did it so well. She executes so well. She's been doing it for a long time at the collegiate level, and she still has collegiate years, or she still has collegiate eligibility. She's still going at it at collegiate. So, yeah, if there's one person that you can get excited for at this meet is Alexis Jones. Um, I think a per, I think a, a, a lifter who can end up being one of the premier names in powerlifting, and in my opinion, she should be already. Yeah, and from what we kind of know, too, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is since she is a collegiate lifter, she is in the USAPL. Um, from my understanding, um, it's just a matter of time before she wants to go over to the IPF and have more of a challenge. Because uh, right now, I don't really think there's anyone, even the open division, there's no one to challenge her uh, in the USAPL. And so going over to the IPF, she's obviously going to have Bonica, Brittany Slater. Uh, I'm blanking on some of the other top uh, uh so 82 and a half plus or 84 plus kilo women in the IPF, but that's where the real showdown will be. But the thing is like, I want to see where she, she falls in because we talked about last year that, I mean, I think last year, if we saw her and Bonica go head to head, I honestly think I may have picked Alexis um, last year based on how easy her list moved at nationals. But we saw Bonica show out. She went to a new level at Sheffield. And so it's time for Alexis to be able to kind of clap back and see where she's at. I think that's what'll make it fun is because Bonica has had no one to challenge her, but Sheffield, like she literally did have a challenge of everyone. So like whenever we get to see these two together, like they'll push each other and that's exciting because no one's pushing either of them individually in their weight classes. Yeah, it's like the super heavyweight in men's division as well. Um, you know, like you had Ray for such a long time. You had people challenging Ray, but it's always like one guy. Well, Jesus right now, I don't think he has anyone. I think you have Ray kinda, but Jesus has really no one challenging him, and it's it's a weight class that you're not going to get a whole lot of competitors. Well, in that one, you do have something, and it's and out on the female side, I think it would be equivalent to a Ray first Jesus if you get Bonica first Alexis. Actually, very similar, a, a very similar situation as well because. You got to take that time machine back in 2021 at Daytona. It was the young lifter who had great performances, who's clearly capable of taking race total or taking him in competition. And the guy who has all the, all the accolades, all the records. Well, that's very similar to uh, Bonica. Bonica has all the records, has all the accolades. And you have a lifter who's coming up through the collegiate scene who could possibly take that from her as well. And, yeah, I'm. I'm very. He's just a pleasure to watch lift too. If you if you guys are, I mean, if you're a lifter, if you're a long young lifter, and if you're a young lifter, you're you know watching collegiate nationals. Watch Alexis Jones lift, male or female. That is how you do it. That's how you lift. That's how you. That's how you do the thing. That was a great comparison. Like I've never but, thought about the female version of them. <laughs> that was actually beautiful. <laughs> I'm. I'm good for them occasionally. I think there's, if I lack research, is it, it's making good comparisons. You guys, you guys waste your time with this research. All you gotta I'll do is today. Just, yeah, all you gotta do is remember shit and shoot from the hip. Aiden, what do you think? Um, I guess, I mean, I didn't waste a whole lot of time, but uh, researching, you know. But um, yeah, I think Alexis Jones is probably. The, the definite favorite for best lifter. I do think there are 
two other lifters that if Alexis slips up could take back best lifter, although I'm not on her close friend story like you guys are, so I don't know You're anything special. about her Go training. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we, she we, hasn't really posted much, so I don't know uh, what's going on with her training. Yeah, we we are we are a part of two white lights, so yeah. I mean, now you're an unofficial co-host, so that makes you connected in some way. So, wonderful. I mean, you you could be on you could be on the best close friend list of powerlifting. The close that is, friend that list true. That that only is. posts lifting and nothing else. That's that's the one <laughs> thing you get. That's that's the one thing you get with powerlifting is normally people. Which, by the way, like close friends thing is like, all right, what are they going to do? Are they going to get racist? They gonna they gonna they gonna post what are they gonna do? They're gonna post a new and like in powerlifting it's like yeah it's like you don't know it's like what what's it, you never know what you can get with close friends but in powerlifting it's like it's gonna be dimless it, it's dimless well, that they don't want the competition to see uh, and if you're on the untested side I mean if you're on the untested side it's more you of a say that, that you know you you say that but I'm on your close friends and I don't know yeah. It's mostly Angelo Pulse, Pulse all of his training anyways. He hasn't hide anything. No. Yeah. If you guys don't He's see fully zero zero <laughs> subscription cost to his lifting. We see it all. No yeah. guess. Yep. Um and I don't know, like gotta ask you, Steve, did did Noriega be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what to do to beat Angelo or this is like I don't give a shit. <laughs> What he posts because yeah. it's just like he has a number to hit because I don't know I don't know if you could game plan around people. So it's always always a very funny thing. Yeah, uh, the strategy, the strategy aspect of uh, the 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 powerlifting game, uh, which is actually a big thing in Midland, and I think we talked about that last year. But Aiden, you mentioned two other females. Mm-hmm. Um, Who do you have in mind as far as best overall lifter if Alexis Jones doesn't get it? So Alexis is like good favorite. Um, I'd say the second based off of my estimate would be Leanne, uh, Leanne Lee, um, Mm -hmm. of the 48 class. Oh, she's going 48. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think I might've talked her into that. And I think my exact words were no one is 44 kilos. So don't be. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean, be anymore. Beautiful. That's, that's, well, that's a valid statement. The, I'll be very interested in watching her because now with the uh, departure of Demetria's main two opponents and Jessica Espanol and Kate Cohen, maybe Kate Cohen comes back. I don't know. Kate Cohen also went up a weight class though. Uh, yeah. Leanne is probably the main competition in regards to Demetria when we're coming to nationals time. Like if there's someone that's going to be able to step up and kind of compete with her, cause she's kind of the next one coming up. And I mean, you got Leanne versus Ava Allen. Ava Allen just competed pretty recently though. She hit a 350 kilo total. Um, that's very well within striking difference from Leanne's last meet. But the fact of the matter is, is Leanne has kind of underperformed. Um, and I believe this was before she was coached by Marcellus in particular deadlift. Like she would hit these massive deadlifts in training and it just wouldn't transfer to meet day. I mean, she's went one for three, the last two times on deadlift when she's hitting 170 kilos plus in the gym. And she, I mean, she's doing that right now. I think she hit 170 She hit, uh, just hit 402 squatted 303 and then bench 171 at 100, 100 pounds body weight. So if she can bring that to the platform this time, it's massive. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I was um, that that is a, definitely a factor that I've seen that she has not uh, executed, and her her deadlift has had the uh, biggest disparity from training to platform. Um, and her she's extremely technical, has like absolutely beautiful deadlift uh, positioning. It's it's actually insane when you look at it. Um, she just gets like so upright. It's it, like like no one else does in powerlifting, but. Um, yeah, uh, she actually she hit four hundred seven on deadlift, um, and then uh, I could s- potentially see like two, like three, like I don't, I don't. Depending, she's not cutting, so there's the, definitely a factor. And she's with uh, she's with Marcellus now, right? So um, she's with Marcellus I, for a little bit, though. I want to okay. if I'm going to give my analysis on it. I think you. Right, so she was cutting up to forty four kilos, and yeah. that's a that's like a youth weight class. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing her at nationals and I was kind of confused because she had the, the first place medal and a check. And I'm like, wait, like prime time hasn't happened yet. And, and then I'll, I'm like, oh yeah, 44 kilos. And I looked at her and I'm like, you, 44, like you don't really know how small 44 kilos is. Angelo, Angelo forgot the 44 class existed. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I forgot it existed, but also, like, that's four kilos less than 48 kilo lifters, and you don't realize how small 48, 47 kilo mm-hmm. lifters are until you meet them. I'm like, yep. the first time I saw them, I'm like, wow, like, you really don't meet a whole lot of 100-pound people in general, let alone in a, at a sport that people lift weights. So I think that might have been added or added to potentially, like, some of those numbers dropping a little bit because – I mean, even if it's a two kilo difference when you're that small is, is a lot. Um, and one other thing I think with her, I, I think Mar- Marcellus was coaching her, I believe, in Nationals. Um, no, no, I think it was after. Wasn't, wasn't, I don't think he coached. I, I think he, she started with him after Nationals. All right. Well, bad journalism potentially or good journalism on your end. I don't know. Yeah, We're going to play the I, bad I, journalism I, carousel. I, I see no swole faster tag at the time and very obvious that after that she started tagging him. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, all right, maybe may, you could be right on that. Um, one thing also about her deadlift, I think at times she locks out a little bit too quickly. Not quickly as in she gets her lockout, but I think she puts down the weight a little bit too quickly. So yeah, that could be the not reason a convincing why. hold. But uh, I she hit that three hundred three. She did post like a two eighty six triple that uh, had some room in it, so I, I could see like three hundred eight to three fourteen. Um, I think she'd probably just match the 171 bench. And then if she deadlifts like 407, just matches what she did in the gym, um, that would be like around a 520 dots. So Alexis's best is 526, I think. So, um, you know, Alexis would have to slip up, um, you know, or just like, but if she matches her best total or beats it, then Alexis is clearly the winner. But um, yeah, uh, Leanne has a chance there. Definitely looking forward to seeing if she can bring it to the platform and really put together yeah. that day that she like can have. Like that'd be very exciting. Yeah, because I mean, she's if she could put together everything she's doing in the gym. It, I mean, she hasn't been posting as much recently. At least not like a lot of the heavy singles we're seeing from a while ago. I mean, she just hit some really good fours in training on all all three lifts. So I'm sure strength is there. But I mean, she'd be around a 400 kilo total, and it's crazy. I mean, 400 kilos used to be like the benchmark that only Heather Connor could hit. And now we're talking about Jessica, Heather, uh, Tiffany, 
Demetria, uh, Leanne. I think there's one other, I think from Canada who just hit 395 maybe that are all like on that door of like 400 kilos in this weight class. Like 400 kilos is now like the, it's, it's kind of similar to the 800 kilo total in 83s and 82 and a half, where it was like so elusive for so long, only a couple of people had it. And now it's just like, okay, uh, we're just handing that out. Like, uh, like it's a bread basket at, at, uh, at Texas roadhouse. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, the like best that. That, was, that was um, that was an ESPN worthy That was an ESPN worthy analogy. Yeah, I, I want I, a bread basket now. Yeah, we all we got this hungry for bread baskets now. Um, Aiden, you mentioned uh, you said you had two lifters in mind who were oh, the and then um, like Kate would probably be my pick for third. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The other two women that are probably in that conversation, I don't know if they're going to be able to be with Kate, Mandy, Leanne, and Alexis, but Emily Reynolds versus Emily Cooker in the 76s. So, Emily Cooker. Yeah. So, Emily Cooker, uh, she was second last year to Lysha. And then uh, at the 67 and a half. So, Emily Cooker has now gone up a weight class. And then Emily Reynolds was fourth last year in the 75s, but Emily Reynolds kind of had a breakout year. Uh, I mean, she's at, she, she had like a, I mean, she not only, I think she, she holds the collegiate slash and or junior American record squat. She's knocking on the door of the actual open American record squat. Um, that is now held by, I believe Jasmine. I think she chipped, uh, I think she chipped, uh, uh, autumn or someone else maybe chipped autumn, but yeah, that's going to be a pretty close battle. I mean, I think they're coming in separated by maybe five kilos. Uh, a lot, maybe a little bit more than that. Separated by thirteen dots. Thirteen dot. You got dots. Let me yeah. pull up the kilos. I... Yeah, and also I, I, I'm going to ask this oh, question. So, really. so Emily Reynolds hit a 500 kilo total. So yeah, she has a pretty big gap there. Um, and 500 kilos at 75 is huge. I mean, that that's something where you could be looking at top five at nationals with that total. And I think she's only, yeah, only 20 years old. Is she the uh, University of Wisconsin powerlifter? Yes. Yeah. Also, I, 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 yeah, I think a Badger powerlifter. We got to uh, we got to start mentioning these uh, the names or the the colleges these lifters go to because I think that's the other aspect of collegiate powerlifting that makes it fun is like potentially the uh the schools competing against each other but um yeah emily cooker i mean last year she balled out completely and she is and she used that performance from collegiate nationals to get herself um a pro card so yeah. are those the so there's three pros right there's Le- the ones that we mentioned leanne alexis and her or is there more i, I don't know if leanne is a pro she won nationals but i don't know if she hit the required dots let me see. Oh, you could be right about that. I forgot about the dots aspect. I just oh, kind yeah, of always... she's a pro. Yeah, she she's a pro. She hit the required dots. All right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, at Clayton Nationals, you got three pros on the female side. Um, and, yeah, um, that yeah, that would be a good battle right there. Is uh, So I'm going to uh, ask it to you, Steve, now. Is there any other battles that you're seeing that we should highlight as far as just how close is the proximity? Uh, proximity wise, there is a decent close three-way battle at the 57 kilo class. We got Vicky Jen, Marina Maxwell, and I'm going to butcher this, but Rivka Shout Kelly. 
um, Vicky was the 60 kilo champ last year. She's coming down to 57 kilos. Um, she's competed at 57 kilos recently and it did drop. I mean, uh, or 56 kilos, uh, her, her total did drop a little bit. I don't know how much that was the weight cut affecting it uh, because she also was only two pounds heavier when she hit her best total at 914 pounds. But I think she's the favorite, but not by like a huge margin. Uh, let me pull back up the actual totals here. Um, yeah, we got Vicky coming in at 397.5 from Pit Powerlifting, Marina at 387, and Rivka at 377.5. Um, so that could be pretty close, especially, like I said, because Vicky didn't hit 397 in her last meet. I think she hit around 387. So that could be a pretty tight three-way battle in the 56-kilo class. I think, I mean, it's very possible we could see at least one of them go in that 400-kilo range. Yeah, that would be a weight class, or at least that battle there. Um, that'll be close, but again, with the lifters, it's just that's um, also the good thing about collegiate nationals. I think we talked about it. Like that is their moment, really, of us seeing their lifts, and I think people getting an idea of what, who they are as lifters. Um, we mentioned that with Maddie earlier, right? Like people don't. I mean, you ask a lot of powerlifters; they just have no idea. But then, you know, you do two white lights, you do a collegiate nationals, you go on her Instagram page, it's like, holy shit, like, this is a freak. So, yeah, within that weight class, there's such a close enough battle that it will um, generate a lot of interest from people uh, to uh, to check these lifters out and see what they can do. Yep. Uh, another class that could be close, I think there's definitely a favorite, but in that 90-kilo class, you got Courtney Hoppins. Courtney Hopkins, who's the president of the UC uh, team, and then uh, Helen Murphy and Cameron Ox. Ooks. Um, Courtney's a little bit ahead. I haven't seen much of her training lately. Uh, she's hit a 505 kilo total, um, but based off of Helen's progression, I mean, she added from her meet in May to November, she added almost 100 pounds to her total. So um, if that progression continues she very well could join that kind of 500 kilo mark and have a pretty close battle there with courtney who who likely courtney's the heavy favorite going in but i think helen's probably going to be closer than uh the the, uh the qts probably show not mistaken they train at the same gym i do see yeah is she a uc lifter too no she's ohio state there you go little 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 cross uh cross state (laughs) rivalry there yeah, battle of the they, battle of the Ohio's. Yeah, from what I've seen, they've both progressed. Um, Courtney, uh, I could see getting a like a five to ten kgpr over that five uh, five four five she had, and then uh, Helen has definitely uh, made a, a ton of progress. I'm not sure if she's quite up there with Courtney yet, but I definitely see Helen. Uh, her her um, gym lifts are pretty convincing, so I, I definitely can see her breaking into the 500s. Yeah. Well, if we have the battle of the Ohio's too, um, um, this might be the battle of, you know, just where I'm going to put my allegiance. Both the University of Ohio are, you know, the Ohio State University and uh, the University of Ohio or the Bearcats have sent me, or the University of Cincinnati, my my mistake, have sent me uh, shirts so I have gotten shirts as I have gotten shirts as well, but from, from both. Cincinnati? Yeah, I got, got a Cincinnati one. Mm. But prove it. 
I'm one-upping you, and I better be their favorite co-host for both of them, because I did an hour seminar for them last night. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. Yes, last night I did an hour seminar for the University in Cincinnati and Ohio State on weight cutting. So, uh, if their weight cuts go bad, I guess it's my fault. Yeah. Um, yes. But <laughs> they go well, then yes, I, I need stories shown uh, screenshotting this podcast saying Steve is my favorite co-host and Angelo sucks. All right. Well, I don't need to. Here's the great thing about being uh, me. I don't need to do any of that. And I could still possibly beat you on this whole little thing that we're going after by getting either the allegiance of uh, Ohio State University and the University of, uh, University of Cincinnati. Well, yes, because I don't try to appeal to young men. Like, oh, that's not I my do. niche yeah, and my I forte. Do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's my thing. I don't know if you noticed this, Steve. I'm very, very mean to young people. Aiden, can you back They'd me up like on this? That. Well, that, They like that. They like being nagged? Apparently, you want yes. to be appealing to young people. That's how you groom them. Yeah. Is it? I, I, Aiden was groomed. You already admitted to grooming Aiden. I was only nice to Aiden, though. I've been mean the, to most young lifters. And everyone wants to be know. appealing to young people. He doesn't want to appeal to young people. Yeah, I I can't help it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Easily impressed. But I, I don't pander. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, the look, too. I mean, I don't have a fucking perm. I don't put my cane in my mouth. I don't wear Jordans. I don't do any of that shit. I have well, not imagine, one Get Better Today singlet. Zero. Imagine your follower count if you started start doing that. What? Yeah, we need to see your demographics. What percentage of 18 to 24-year-old men? I think, well, Massonomics makes fun of us a lot as far as like just us having young listeners, but I think we have the young, really, really negative lifters. Like the the cynics in powerlifting, the luckies of this world, who just hate recreationally. <laughs> I think that's who we get. So maybe the Ohio State University and the University of Cincinnati has that going for them. But uh, I I don't know. But I digress. Um, the female side. Um, anything else we're looking at here as far as things that jumped out to you? And this is open for everyone. I've got kind of some standalones and that kind of finishes it off is, I mean, if we're looking at the 52, 60, 82 and a half and a hundreds, I think we've got some, some notable favorites. Maddie Werner is the definite favorite in that 52 kilo class. 60 kilo class could have been a nice little battle. Um, unfortunately, Adriana Davis, a two white lights favorite had to drop out. So I think Sophia Fortin is definitely gonna be the favorite there. Maybe so uh, Sarah Wang, she's in the picture about 20 kilos off, but looking at training, I think Sophia's coming in as the definite favorite. Layla Taylor at 82 and a half. Uh, yeah, she's a good lifter. She just did, she just did 530 kilo total uh, at her first meet in 2022. No real training to see what she's done then, but I mean, 530 for her first meet's insane. And then McKenna Henderson at 100 kilos is, is definitely the favorite there. I think she's coming with a 532 and a half kilo total, and that's that's well above anyone else with their nominated QTs. So, yeah. Uh, Sophia Fortin just needs to put an O with her last name. I've never seen someone have such so close to my last name without She's being missing my last out name. on such an opportunity with a, a handle. handle. Yeah, yes. like, she's only fourteen. Like you can't really do the the handle if you just have the fourteen and then mm. you need the O. I mean, you could also go fourteen A or any any letter just to end that off, but 
Yeah, she's close there. He's she. Yeah, I mean, she's missing yeah. out on a lot. She, I mean, she, I would leave. I would leave one. Yeah, one letter away from being your sister. Yeah, I have two of them, so I don't know if they're particularly pleased about being my sister. <laughs> this is based on how I was when I was younger. So uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I I I, I think a definite. Uh, a very good female side um, for collegiate nationals. Very excited to see it. Um, we do have some good weight class battles now. Can we move on to the men's? Yeah, the Angelo special. This, this is your niche. You should know everything about all of these lifters because I you're on all of their. You're on all of their close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they're I'm constantly not even, DMing I'm you. I'm not even friends with a lot of these people. Like I don't. Oh, you are. You are. You are. I don't. We know. (laughs) These are some... Yeah, the tone there is not appreciated. But, yeah, the men's side... uh, (laughs) Dick. (laughs) The men's side... um, We Very similar to the female side, we had one really marquee matchup, and there's another marquee matchup, I think, on the men's side, right, Steve? Yep. We got Dylan Campbell, a.k.a. the Black Kratos, versus Tyler Wilson. What a um, goddamn handle! Off of QTs, <laughs> it looks it. like it looks like it looks like uh, Dylan's the runaway. But Tyler's recently been working with David Wilson, and he's blown up. I think his last meet he hit eight seventeen, and he just did eight sixty paused on all lifts. So obviously paused bench, but I think he paused squatted, and then he paused deadlifted an eight sixty kilo total on March fourth. Um, so you're taking that Dylan just hit 840, I believe at the Arnold. So it's gonna be close. I mean, I, I might have to, I mean, Dylan is just uh, a man beast, 19 years old, squat 727. The thing is though, is that Tyler's going to have the big advantage on deadlift. I mean, Tyler, I think he's deadlifting over 800 now. Um, he's becoming the young David Wilson. Uh, and oh, that's, that's he's a gonna compliment be- and a half. Well, he's coached by David Wilson. Yeah, he's becoming the, I mean, young, he's becoming oh, the mean, young David Wilson. He's going to evolve into David Wilson. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you ever said you're the young this person, David Wilson's a pretty good guy to be the young version of. Yeah. Um, definitely don't want to be the young Angelo Fortino, but yes, David Wilson is a good comparison. Is David um, older than I'm, him? Yeah, I think he is, right? He is. Hopefully. <laughs> if, he's, if I'm, I'm older not than sure. David Wilson, I'm going to be very upset. That's fine. I need to know this. Yeah, David Wilson. How old are I, you? I was thinking he's like, thirty. Oh, he's my age. Damn. Well, you, you <laughs> turned thirty this year. He was thirty last year, so he's a, he's slightly uh, older than you yeah. in some way. Why did I think he was older than me? Like I thought he was like at least two or three years older than me. But all right, whatever. A few months. Yeah, I mean, if you see you two side by side, it's pretty obvious who the man is. So um, clearly, but yeah, I I think I mean, like I said, Dylan is the one that likely people on paper would look at as the one to watch, but I think Tyler's going to take this. I think between not only what he's doing in training, but the fact that he's going to have a significant deadlift advantage, um, he's going to load whatever he needs, and I think he can pull it. Yeah, Tyler's training is definitely going off. I definitely saw that, and I was like, oh, I did not expect it going based off the QTs. And I was wrong. Dylan did not do the Arnold. He, maybe he was signed up, and I think he dropped out. So I'm wrong on that. Bad, bad journalism there. He did not do the Arnold. But yeah, it's going to be close either way. I mean, Dylan's at an eight, Dylan's at an eight forty kilo total. 
like in at the corrupted classic that was what the meat he did um and then obviously we've got uh tyler with the 860 kilo training total so it's going to be a really really close battle there yeah it's, dylan, it's, the, it's the squatter versus the the deadlifter yeah dylan is as a massive subtotal on him and really at the corrupted classic i think i was most impressed with his performance um and that was a meet that had a lot of good performances. I I think it was because – I think that was his, like, second meet, too. So that was one thing I was looking at. But his squat and his bench look so effortless, and he's one of those guys, young in age, young in, I think, his lifting career, but also knows what he's doing. He's executing very well. Um, and on that stage, too, the corrupted – I mean, the corrupted meet was – you know, fucking all over the place. You got the spotlight, you got a bunch of influencers, you have, uh, you know, a, a live stream, albeit, you know, a highly viewed live stream, but you have all these things that was going on and that can rattle uh, a 19, 20 year old. And Dylan did a really good job of handling all of that. So um, maybe a little bit different because it's a head to head battle. Like that affects you a little bit more than just a lot of people watching. As when you're head to head battle, you know, you're battling out with the lifter. Um, you got to make your right attempt selections. You know, you got to execute lifts. That's the one really hard thing is knowing that you have to execute. But at the same time, you know, a lot of these lifters are, are pretty green to that already. So it could just not affect him at all. But yeah, Dylan's an absolute killer and um, possibly getting the David Wilson special, uh, Wilson special, putting on whatever you need to, uh, to win if you're Tyler. Yep. Yeah. The so, other two class. Go ahead, oh, Mister. Okay, Raider. so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you and say that uh, Dylan is my favorite here. I um, hate you. You piece oh, of wow. shit. Okay, that's, that's that's very strong. You Some suck. Strong words. <laughs> um, Where's the so, sound effect? So, Continue um, talking. I see well, like I see something like eight ninety to eight ninety five out of Campbell, and I see um, like eight seventy out of Wilson. So I think it, uh, Campbell would have to mess up. I definitely think Wilson is capable of like pulling for the win if the situation arises. But um, I see something like a three fifty two, two twenty, three twenty five or so out of Campbell, um, and. Um, out of, out of Wilson, he had that 860. Um, the deadlift pause was like was no, was non-existent. Um, the <laughs> I'm not to be rude, but it just wasn't there. Uh, the you know bench is just paused, and then uh, I could probably see him getting like 10 kg or so out of pausing that squat. So which it was where like you, in, where where am I missing this? 895 kg total from not that Dylan couldn't do it, but where am I? I'm, I'm missing where this is coming from to have so a 55 he, kilo increase. Where's this? Yeah, where's this lift coming from? He hit a 771 squat, um, which he probably has a little bit of room on. He hit a 500 bench with a butt. Um, I'm not confident in that pause, that's why I brought it down 45. And then he hit um, a, a 705 deadlift. And then he failed 727 after. So if we put him somewhere around in the middle of that, three seasons. Okay. I mean, I did not see that 771. I missed that because it was pinned and it wasn't, I couldn't tell it was a squat. But yeah, that that is pretty nutty. I don't know. Let me watch this again. 
Yeah, no, this isn't like I'm not knocking uh, Tyler at all. That's insane. Problems. No, no, no. I just I didn't see this. Yeah, that was good depth. I was trying to see if it was depth. I mean, that looks off. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. He's he's got more than I was thinking because I, I missed that when I was looking through stuff. Because I only squad I saw was a 705 from a day ago and it moved super super well, but I didn't see that 771. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, all righty. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Okay. Well, that's nutty. That's, I mean, both of these guys, the only unfortunate thing is what they're in the 110 kilo class. So, I mean, if they're at nationals, they got to go against Bob and Ashton and Keenan because otherwise they're both guys who might be at that 900 kilo total range come nationals time. That's insane. These guys, yeah, I, mean, I could definitely see the audible of them. So, but yeah, I think that's definitely the uh, that's the highlight matchup of the weekend. Um, the other, I mean, the two deepest classes though are probably the seventy five and the eighty two and a half. I mean, those always could go with especially with yeah, lifters. Expect- always is. We had yeah. like sixty four, I think seventy five kilo lifters last year. You would know the exact amount of eighty two and a half collegiate male lifters. That's you, a seventy five, Rick. Seventy five. Oh. I didn't know for collegiates that you. I didn't know you like to size down for collegiates, but okay, whatever floats your boat. Um, <laughs> we did, we did lose, we we did lose a lot of our seventy fives and eighty two and a halfs from last year because a lot of them graduated out. Um, so there is a, there is not to say new faces, but we're having some people move up. Like in the seventy fives, uh, it's a deep class where we're having Kevin Garrett and Tony Lynn come back, and they're the top two. I think we've also got. Before I move on from that, I know there was three or four more guys. Uh, Elijah Williams and Jacob Walter, uh, big puller there. They're all in the picture based because Kevin yeah. was hard to gauge. He hasn't posted since collegiate of last year. So based on what I see, it's hard to gauge Kevin. Uh, but Tony's a little bit easier to kind of give some some insight in. And his training looks like he's gone well and hit a, a deadlift PR recently. And the 82 and a half <laughs> is deep as well. We've got Brett Peach, Chris Rivera, Jacob Staley, and Kyle Dawson, which Kyle Dawson last year, he was juniors, right? Because he wasn't in the he did collegiate nationals, but he did the junior side against yeah. Chris Perez and uh, Charles. So he kind of got overshadowed there. Uh, but I'll stick with the eighty two. Since I'm skipping around the eighty two and a half. Looking at all of them, I was really impressed. Brett Peace just recently competed, so his QT is pretty recent. Uh, the people that stuck out to me were Chris and Kyle. Uh, Chris looks like he's made some pretty good progress from his last meet. And the biggest thing is Kyle, he just kind of hasn't put together a full meet. Like we were even talking about him being in the picture with mm-hmm. uh, Charvis and Chris last year. And he just kind of missed some lists. And even looking at like his attempt selection, he's made some pretty big jumps and just barely missed those lists. And so I, I probably have Kyle being the favorite, knowing that like it's just attempt selection wise, he, he's a little bit smarter, maybe not making as big of a jumps and just making sure he gets on the board. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be able to go seven sixty plus, And that's got to be the favorite for me going in in the 82 and a half. Yeah. I'm real excited for this class. Um, all these, uh, peach Rivera, Dawson and Staley. Um, I have them all around the seven fifty to seven sixty mark, um, with Dawson and Rivera being the favorites there. I mean, it's a four-dot spread, so it's pretty, it's pretty tight. Yep. Um, I it, it'll really just come down to whoever executes then. Yeah, which is hard to say. I, I mean, especially with collegiate nationals, and as far as execution goes, but um, yeah, I, 
I would I think on familiarity I would go Kyle as my favorite as well, but it's just um it is hard to it it I, I think last year too with the eighty twos in the um not in the juniors, in collegiates we had a pretty crazy battle as well. Like pulls all over the place. Um, you know, like I think Seth Dasuki last year, he he had to have a hero pull at the end to kind of pull through on that um on his performance. So um you a heavy, heavy populated weight class. Always going to be looking as far as 82 and a half kilo weight class lifters. It's um, usually earns a follow for me and also, uh, you know, a little bit of scouting for as far as like what could possibly be in the future. But I want to, I want to revert the attention back to the 75s. Um, so Steve, who is your favorite going into this? Okay. I gotta, you're clearly I got, I got to so say the point I'm trying to make. You're, you're thinking about it. Yeah. Because again, with Kevin, I just, there's, let me pull this back up. Okay. Well, while you're pulling that up, here's the reason why I bring that up. Last year, Collegiate Nationals, no one knew who the hell Kevin Garrett was. Like, at all. We did not mention him at the podcast at all. He had, like, two meets under his belt before, or even maybe one meet under this. Tony Wynn won 75 kilos at Collegiate Nationals. So he is your defending champion. And he had some dogs in that 75-kilo division as well. Some really good lifters, you know, thrown in the mix there. But Kevin Garrett had this crazy performance where these jumps were massive. Everything looked super easy for him, super explosive. And now we're actually like you have Cleveland Nationals last year where he was pretty much unknown in the sea of 60 or so lifters in that division to having a massive performance. And I think it was because just they didn't have a good understanding of his strength. Yeah, did you say did you say Tony Wynn won last year? I mean, yeah. Ken Wynn. Ken Wynn. Oh shit, my bad. My my, yes. my mistake. So Ken got in gotta it. Gotta edit. It's, yeah, gotta it's edit. Tony. It, it, it's Tony. No, you gotta leave it in. That's that's no. gotta be nope. uh, not leaving that Oracle one in. look good. Yeah, how's that making so, you look good? It just makes you look fucking stupid. Because I knew. No, because I knew. <laughs> Too many wins in this goddamn sport. I got to edit that out. That might be racist. <laughs> that might be racist towards being with these people. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh dear. No. But He's yeah, I mean, it's it's soundbite. it's between it's between Kevin and Tony, um, and that's tough. Uh, Kevin just hit some really nice PR triples in training. Tony's training looks like it's going really good. I mean, I think both of them probably are going to go 700 kilos plus. The difference is, is I think likely Tony's going to have the final pull. That's the one benefit he's going to have. Um, I mean, he did just pull what? Uh, did he go over? No, I've got the wrong Tony Wynn pulled up. This is not the Tony Wynn. Oh. All right, there we go. This Wait, is no, it no, this is no. So this is the right Tony wins. No, this is the t- yeah. Well, this is an issue. Yeah, Tony Wynn wins. Uh, open powerlifting has different Tony wins because there's one that's 26 years old and one that's 20 years old. Uh, so that is confusing there. Um, but no, I mean, they're really, really close. I mean, I'm. I actually have two other guys I like, who I, I, I like. I have two other guys who I estimate around 700. Elijah? Um, yeah, so I think Eli- Elijah uh, no, could be uh, there. Nathan Tanzi and Jacob Walter are around, are, uh, around 700 based on what I've seen. 
But um, okay. so with, with Nathan, Nathan, he's pretty heavy. He's like 172 right now, he said. But um, he had a gym total of around like 700. And then Jacob Walter just did 672 for a double, like 319 for a triple, and squatted 507, I think. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, basically nice. proving the statement correct that this class is deep, like that legitimately there could be five people who could win this, which is mm-hmm. basically what happened last year, too, which is why that 75 kilo class was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Garrett uh, competed relatively recently. He um, I forgot which one it was. Was it winter? It was a winter meet that I commentated at TSS. Um, yeah, but uh, he. Yeah, he and he did fairly well at that meet as well. And, you know, he's someone who's on the right path as far as lifting goes. Um, LSU cheerleader, I believe, too. So, you know, a bit of a busy schedule. I don't know if he's still doing that. Could be wrong as far as, like, his, you know, schedule going into that. But, you know, I mean, if you guys know stuff about cheerleading, that takes insane explosive strength, uh, especially upper body strength. And then if you look at him – you can see all that right away. Like a young lifter who's definitely one to look out for uh, is Kevin. And yeah, like I said last year, I remember with um, with uh, Mikey with uh, Mikey Gold who was uh, commentating that he was like, "This dude is going off right now," and I have no idea who he is. And that dude's one of like the most researched. Pe- like he researched Mikey researches people a lot in powerlifting, and he just had no idea who he was. And he's like, towards deadlifts, he was like, this guy is just killing, killing it right now. Uh, and now he's, you know, in contention to win collegiate nationals a year later. So always love seeing that. That's why collegiate nationals is awesome because you get that, you get that every year and you get those legendary battles too. Right. Ben poor Shane nut. That was pretty awesome. Evan Orlandi. Yeah. JJ Falk last year, that was pretty awesome. Who was Aiden Raider, Taylor going... Castillo? Yeah, yeah. Aiden Raider. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was one of the marquee I mean, matchups. Uh, one of the one of the ballsiest pulls of all time for Aiden Raider. That is, yeah, I had to go for it. He went for the. It was seven fifty on the bar, right? Yeah. Uh, that was yeah really. Good. I mean, last year collegiate nationals kicked my ass, but I had a lot of fun commentating the collegiate side. That was one of the most tiring experiences in my commentating career it was so tiring that they decided not to call me this year to commentate (laughs) because apparently they have it all covered they emailed you a week out though yeah oh that wasn't me by the way they didn't email me that's to everyone oh i didn't get that email i didn't get it either but are you going it's for me so you guys remember the legendary nationals of the calls of why aren't Green light or red or white lights green because they got these eighteen year olds to commentate. Well, apparently that's what, that's that's what they're doing again this time. Apparently, yeah, our hot, our hot, our hot mics were worse than that. Yeah, that was high school nationals. Though. We got to differentiate between the nationals. That was technically teenets that I got hot mic'd on, and the second set, the second I got hot. I got hot mic'd in the the collegiates. What I think do? it got taken. I, it got taken down though because of uh, copyright music issues. So there's no proof of what I said. Oh, now what I don't do remember. Um, well, you also, don't? it's I don't remember. Oh, 
It was when I said my balls were hurting so bad. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. <laughs> and I yeah. completely forgot I was complaining how much my balls were hurting. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, then also, uh, I think there were some behind-the-scenes things where I left the mic on accidentally for people who were volunteering to commentate for me, and there was some talk of may- maybe some disparaging comments towards Sean Noriega. <laughs> was, that was going on in the background there with uh, with some hot bikes uh, situations. Um, I was, uh, yeah, that uh, that thought just left me. I had something I was going to say, but um, it just, it escaped. Um, so what, your balls hurting? No, they felt fine the entire okay. time. I felt good. I, I was at least, as far as I was being like, just, you know, very tired the entire time, but that was at least okay for me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Cleveland Nationals last year. What a time that was. That was, that was, uh, that was a good time. Um, and, uh. Yeah, seventy-five kilo weight class always is something to uh, look out for. Um, all right, what are, what else are we looking at here? Want to go to nineties, or is that where you're yeah, looking to see as far as nineties go? Sure. I, yeah, I was looking at that one because we have we have Seth Dasuki moving up from eighty-two and a half to ninety. I think Seth is the favorite here, but there's an interesting name here, and I have no idea what to expect. Maybe maybe Aiden or Angelo has more insight here. I don't know. Hayden Willis. Yeah, I had Hayden no clue Willis. he was still a ninety. That dude's a tank. Well, he went back. He Handsome went down man. at ninety. I don't know. I don't how know he's what federation 90, he went... he's always competing in. That's that's. You don't know he's a ninety. I don't know what federation he competes in. Yeah, because he's hit seven ninety two and a half at ninety kilos in the USAPL, but more recently he hit seven forty. I I don't know enough to know if that was like a sandbag meet just to qualify. Or I think it was. He did. He did cut a bunch because I mean, he went down from two thirteen at his meet prior. I don't know kind of how that went, but like. I think my guess is that was a sandbag meet and he's going to come in and we're going to see two guys who can pull infinite amounts of weight in that 90 kilo class going for that win between Seth Dasuki and Hayden Willis. Yeah. I, I have no clue what Hayden's sitting at. Um, his gym total looks around like 790 to 800 kilos uh, based on he's what I've seen. He's also squatting in wraps like he always does though. <laughs> that is, that is true. Uh, but um it was based off a of raw squad, of course. But um, I also have no clue how heavy he is because if you look at his physique, it's like he looks like an open bodybuilder. So you know the weight cut might get to him. Um, and he's I, a unit. Seth, yeah, Seth. Unit. Um, he doesn't really post, so I have no clue where he's at. He's got a QT of seven seventy, but um, n- no clue how anything is going. So yeah. Well, yeah, from that weight class as well, you got uh, Joshua Hall, not Hale. I mispronounced his name the entire time last time, or last year. Um, He's progressed he had himself well. a He had himself a great, uh, like a, I mean, it was a meet that technically would not be great because he misbalanced, I think, on both of his deadlifts. And then on his third, very similar to Trey Ricard, which was another awesome moment from that year's Nationals, was Trey Ricard. Um missing his first two deadlifts and then hail marrying on his third and getting a jet. Uh, Josh had a very similar situation, but yeah, he's progressing well. <clears throat> and he's a guy that's doing things the right way. Like I've <clears throat> seen him for a while. I've been, um, you know, he's a university of Houston powerlifter. So uh, I have trained with him on occasion, but also like I see him active at meets and yeah, he's a person who I think is getting a little bit more serious about powerlifting. Actually, a little bit might not be the best word. I think a lot more serious about powerlifting, and I think he can put himself in a nice position to have a, a solid meet here. Yeah, his QT is, what, um, 
752. I, I can see him base. He just hit a 750 deadlift. It was very clean. Um, I, I could see him somewhere around 765 based on what he's hit in the gym. He's been doing SPD days. Mm-hmm. And also, do you guys have inf- more information on the other two uh, competitors in this weight class? Or th- two, right? Yeah. Because we t- talk about Hayden, and there's Brian and Ben. You're muted. Idiot. You're muted. <laughs> You're muted. Wow. What dumbass mutes himself during a podcast? Uh, not- no, I do not have any more extra information. That's what my muted voice was saying. <laughs> uh, I mainly was looking to Hayden and Seth Constantly. based off of those QTs. You're just, you're just doing that QTs, the entire they, time. Yeah, they look like they're, I mean, you know, probably get proven wrong, but Hayden and, and Seth seem to me like the, the decent favorites on kind of where they were sitting and what I think they can do, especially with Seth going up and Hayden likely sandbagging that last meet. So, um, but if we're talking best overall lifters, someone who's got to be in that conversation, uh, Aiden, you may want to close your ears because there might be a little, might be a little bit of a sensitive subject. Might get a little PTSD. flashback. Yeah. It's yeah, Taylor PTSD. Castile. Because Taylor well, Castile, he's, he's working with Marcellus now and his training has been going off. Um, he looks like he could probably add 20 plus kilos to his current best total. Um, and I, I think he's probably the runaway favorite in that weight class. And it's, it's less about does he win that weight class and more like, could he be the best overall lifter in the meet? I think between him and then Dylan Campbell and Tyler Wilson, um, and then possibly one of the 82 and a halfs or nineties based on how it goes. But, uh, I think Taylor's probably my favorite right now for that. Yeah. Unfortunately, despite Taylor beating me, I, I love the guy. So, um, I, you know, I'd love to talk about him. Uh, I, I definitely see him. He's been absolutely flourishing going up to the 100 kg class. Um, you know, when uh, we had our little matchup, I was making fun of him for having a cut. And I was, I literally posted myself at Chick-fil-A the night before the meet. I'm like, so glad I get to enjoy this Chick-fil-A meal. Well, you know, I knew he was out starving himself. Um, but um, uh, I, I, he just hit an 840 kg gym total with room on squat and bench, um, missed 735 on deadlift with a uh, grip at the top. So, um, and the something seven- he might need to fix there is last yeah. week he had a, he, he looked right at me. I think at, uh, his, what his deadlift said, it was like, look, like that was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think he got it on it. So. Um, if I were to estimate what he's going to hit, I, I would put him at, uh, like perhaps like eight forty five ish. Um, I could, I could see him actually squatting like three fifteen to three seventeen, benching 200 to 202 and deadlifting. Um, his, his deadlift does seem to do better in meets. Um, although I would probably put him like around three, um, 25 to three, 30 uh and i would not uh i don't think he'll go for the like 332 or 335 you know the range he hit in the gym mm-hmm. or hit because he uh missed grip yeah but um, that's still like ma- a massive increase and in a huge total yeah i mean i mean last year we saw what he could do uh the battle that you two had was Fantastic! Uh, one of the greatest, one of the better scenes though from that was when he lo- when you loaded seven fifty and him kind of celebrating 
when you like, missed it. Like, cause he <laughs> yeah. was, he was, thanks for reminding the entire me. Time. Yeah. But he was stressed the entire time, you know what I mean? But you like, you stressed the fuck out of your opponent. Cause he wasn't like celebrating in like a very happy, like jumping around, like pumping his fists in the air. He like jumped up in the air and like fainted. Like it was a oh, very uh, relieved celebration as opposed to like a happy celebration. So, well, yeah, I was getting all riled up. So, um, you know, but yeah, he celebrated his uh, his re- his redacted coach with his redacted, redacted coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah good, very redacted coach. He, I mean, he feels like Homelander still potentially. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's in a co- I think he's in a I've, constant state of Homelander. I've heard he is still feeling like Homelander. Uh, I heard based- he's living some somewhat of a Homelander life. I don't know. Well, <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's a really read in between the lines ones, but Jesus Christ, that's all I could say. Like to end that one <laughs> off, like holy yeah. fuck, you got you got some uh, some problems there, eh? But uh, no, but yeah, he's with uh, Marcellus now. Yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, we saw what he could do last year, and what a lifter! Like fantastic lifter, going up hundred kilos. Um, he's a guy who's serious about it, and also Louisiana, the LSU boys. They they have some units, right? You got Taylor Castile, Hayden. Hayden's LSU, right? I know he's Louisiana. Yes. And uh, Kevin Garrett, all LSU guys. And, you know, you look at them, they're, they're, they're going to be some – I mean, all of them are very good open lifters now. But the work is in motion. When you have that foundation, when you are able to lift at a very high level, when you have a good understanding of technique and movement, and then when you couple that with a nice physique, you're going to be a very good power lifter once you hit your mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, into the future. I, I've heard I've heard they're all incredibly motivated too, because supposedly, whoever is the best overall lifter from LSU gets a date with Olivia Dunn afterwards. LSU's offering that up to basically to, to help uh, spur the motivation for their powerlifting team. Uh, there's an NIL deal in there somewhere. Who Who is that? I'm, I actually don't know. <laughs> You'd never heard of her? She is the, no. I believe she has the biggest NIL deal in all of collegiate sports. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was like, who? Where, I'm surprised Steve be? knows who this is. I know of her because of the NIL deal, because she's literally, okay. I think, first overall. Well, Ellis. Well, well, is she, is she a, gy- a gymnast, right? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, it's not to say I don't watch women's sports. I actually did watch the Collegiate National Championship because that was that was actually some very good, compelling stuff there. But then again, which LSE won. So there you go. It all ties in. This is good. This is good podcasting. We're we're transitioning seamlessly here. But yeah, these LSU guys are fucking units. They're just uh, they're they're dogs. Um, yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say they win a date with Coach O. That's a, that's a, I, Coach Ed Rose. Well, it's basically the same thing because I'm sure Coach O has some girls that are of younger age hanging out with him as well. Don't don't slander Coach O's name. How dare you? He looks like he's guy. He looks like he's a guy who's in the divorces. I can imagine. I can imagine Coach O's uh, dating. I don't feel like the pictures of the women he was bringing to practices were of divorcee women. They seemed a Did little bit kids? younger than that. What they kids though? 
They had kids. Those ladies. The had women kids. he was bringing to practice that he got in trouble yeah. for. Yeah. Salon is just staring, having no idea what we're talking about with collegiate football and sports. She's completely nah, lost here. It's gonna happen when we when we when we do a frat dance preview. We're gonna get frat pretty quickly. So you got to learn to love it. You got you got to learn to lean into it. Um, but I mean, that's I mean, you're drinking a seltzer water, Solano. You got to fucking get a bush light going. Relive the college. Dance. What? No, White Claw. <laughs> White Claw was the proper drink for no. Solano tonight. Who else we got here? I got two more just standalones, not really too many more battles. Uh, Mighty Goldberger in the 67.5 kilo class. He Beautiful was name. the victim of the Kyle Novak poll last year and ended up getting second when Kyle pulled in the first. So I'm hoping to see Maddie get that gold medal after the, the craziness of getting second last year and the disappointment there. And then the 60 kilo class, Chase Choppa. Uh, with Waskar not in the USAPL anymore, Chase Choppa might be one of the best 60 kilo lifters. If not, I mean, it's him or Kurt Navarro. Not Kurt, Kurt Navarro, maybe. Uh, also, uh, what's his name? I'm, th- I'm forgetting his name. Shahid? There's one other guy. No, Shahid? Well, Shahid hasn't competed in a while. No, there was someone no, else. That's what I was wondering. I'm trying to. I, I'm forgetting his name. He's, he was coached by Joey. Maybe his big body. Oh, uh, uh, Imperial. Yeah, Imperial. Kenneth Imperial. So got, yeah, he Chase, Chase and didn't get red lighted. Yeah, Chase. Yeah. Chase is in that conversation with him. He's probably going to easily win the, the collegiate championship by a good margin. But uh, when it comes to like open nationals, he, he's likely one of the the top three sixty kilo lifters still in it. So, but yeah, that's all I've got. Unless anyone else has to add something. Um. Yeah, I do. With um, the 67s, so we've got uh, Monty Goldberger. He just did 627 recently. Um, I, uh, Bork, um, he, he's gotten very strong, but I believe he's going through a, a back injury. That's uh, Angela, you know who that is, right? Bork. That kid is so goddamn strange. I love it. <laughs> it's Bork to yeah, go, he- right? That's his handle? Yeah, he's gotten really strong recently, but I believe he's having a back injury that's affecting his squat in particular. So I don't know if he'll be competitive, but um, he yeah, was looking like he guy, might have won, won that. He's a hard guy to do research on, too. Cause most that is true, because I have no clue are if it is. It's, are ridiculous. Yeah. Are just, uh, great follow, though. If you guys want to follow, check out Fork the Goat. It's a pretty, pretty good follow. It's bizarre, but good follow. Um, Peter O, Peter O, O U. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name, but um, he put up like uh, something like a 630 kilogram um gym total recently, and w- with a little bit of room on uh, squat and uh, a, a little like um, a, quite a bit of room on squat and a little bit of room on deads. Um, so I could see him going anywhere from like 630 to 640. Um, so he might he might be the favorite here. Um, and then uh, Everardo Everardo Crispin. Um, also has like a gym total, uh, he hit like, um, something like a 573 deadlift recently. Um, and that was a huge increase over his previous bests. So if we see something like a similar increase on his, uh, and then he did like something like, uh, 215 for a triple, I think, on squat, and his best triple is 217, and it had room. Um, and then, you know, if we see a similar increase on his bench as well, then that means he could uh, potentially be in the running for winning this. So uh, I think we, we actually do have a little bit of a battle between uh, Mahdi, 
Chris, uh, Madi, Everardo, and Peter. Yep. And, uh, and that's also be a pretty densely populated weight class too, with collegiate lifters, not quite, you know, getting into 75 kilos or 82 and a half kilos. Um, you, you know, some will start in that 67 and a half kilo weight class, but yeah. Um, I think that'll do it for just the preview side. Um, do we all have an allegiance towards the collegiate squad? I know Steve, but Boiler up. Right? What? Oh, boiler okay, up. Never mind. Oh, I and McKendry, yes. Yeah, I thought the I thought the team that you like kind of coach for would be it because I don't know any universe. I don't know any Purdue powerlifters. Last year, we got excited I, for like one because that was the only one we saw. Yeah, Lori McCormick was from Purdue last year. That was the only one I remember. All right, um, Salada, how about you? Is there any collegiate teams that you're like all for? <laughs> okay, no, you're just flat out saying no. Aiden, how about you? I don't know if I have any sort of allegiance. I think to, we gotta start uh, you know, maybe, some. I gotta be a booster. I, I I have a dream of being a corrupt booster towards uh, it doesn't collegiate sports in general, but because um, really, Dwight it is, Mike I, needs to start offering an NIL deal. Yeah, no, that's what I. That's, that's seventeen dollar. Kind of I I will offer up seventeen dollars and a bulk package of Smarties. That's the NIL um, deal. Send in applications. I will. I, will de- send I am you- dead. I am dead. I am dead serious. Send in applications. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, will it make anyone eligible? I don't know the NIL rules, but seriously, send in applications, oh. and I will pick a winner that gets. This is that gets not seventeen dollars. Sport. We can do whatever the fuck we want. I'll steal them. <laughs> yeah. Wait. This is, powerlifting is not an NCAA sport. We can do whatever we want, right? We can just we can yeah. literally pay NIL them, like, deal first ever NIL two white lights athletes send in your applications. The NIL deal, all it will be was seventeen dollars and a bulk thing of Smarties. Um, if you guys, I mean, I'm very easy to buy. If you guys send me your team's shirt that you wear, I will become a fan of you. So do that. Uh, right now, I think my collection is UTSA. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Roadrunners, the Ohio State University, University of Cincinnati. I think that's it. I think I, I, I need more. Hopefully I'm not forgetting any, but yeah. Do you have an Illinois guys, shirt? No, I don't. Um, Illinois, uh-huh. there's a problem with Illinois because they have to change their logo because the school won't let them use the actual logo of the University of Illinois, which is just like, you know, what? I, I, I suggested they should just use Chief Illiniwek. They should just not have the eye. They should use their old logo, Chief Line Iwek, because they completely cut ties with that. I think that'll actually be, one, the coolest logo, because that was the only thing the University of Illinois had going for them for a while, was their cool-ass mascot and logo. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys want to send me stuff, I could be bought, or, you know, and I'll send you, like, a gallon of Fairlife. I've been told there's, so, a, uh, there's a... They're having political difficulties at U of I, actually. Yeah, I was yeah, I was informed of that as well. All right, but, so uh, two nil deals from me. It's seventeen dollars in a box, a thing of Smarties, and from Angelo, it's a thing of Fairlife. So that is our mm-hmm. nil offerings. Yeah, first ever I'm, nil I'm, offerings I'm, for collegiate powerlifting that I know of. Two white lights is pro collegiate powerlifting. I mean, we we love it. Steve, are you actually going to be there? No. Okay. I don't know, because I saw some of your stuff today. I don't know if you were. I'm going to try my hardest to be out there. Um, I'm not commentating, so that was the reason why I was there last year, because uh, I was commentating. So it is in Texas. It is a five-hour drive. I do have a busy schedule of work. Um, 
I know we all have busy schedules as well. Aiden, you have a full-time job. You're, you're, you know, at school. And also you have another full-time job. You have to coach Gage carry on, which is, I don't know how you did it. You're the only coach to ever like actually have them do stuff and listen. So that's, hats off to you. Yeah. I, you know, there's, that's the only one man for that job. <laughs> and apparently it's me. Yeah, we. I wouldn't have guessed it. I wouldn't have guessed it would have been you. But um, well, I yeah. actually heard rumors that he sent in an inquiry to Strength Studio TT. Oh, yeah. Where would you to start? To start. Uh, I just heard through the grapevine <laughs> that he was looking to start running <laughs> Jamal Stephan program. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on their app. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna start using their app and run Jamal's deadlift program. Um, yeah, I, that, that's a surprise. I I would like I, I would like to make a comment about that, but I just uh, all right. Legally, I probably shouldn't. Commercial gym story time. <laughs> legally, I yeah. Let's finish it because I have a new one. Because last before time I, you before you get me before you get me sued. Okay. Because I had a new Allegedly. one, from, I had a new one from last time that I remembered. I got to go into this one. I got to remember all this one because it's interesting. So, there was one of the, my employees, one of my personal trainers. Uh, I don't know why it took me a while to figure out why she was a personal trainer because she had like a PhD, a B, a PhD in biochemistry. And I'm like, why are you working as a personal trainer and not very good at it? And I eventually found out that she only, she was a professor at like. I think it was University of Missouri for like two years and then got let go. I was like, okay. Well, I, I finally figured out why she got let go. Uh, like I said, she, was, she wasn't a good personal trainer, but she wasn't bad. She was nice. Um, it was also kind of awkward because she had a crush on me. Um, <laughs> that was a weird situation. And she has recently, she was recently divorced from a cop. And that's, that's something you need to understand. So. Which is common if you're dating a cop or married to a cop. Yes. Uh, that could be the next divorce. Okay. <laughs> Always. So, all of a sudden, one week, she disappears and just stops showing up to work. Like, the second day, I see her walk into the gym in street clothes. I try to go up to her, and then she runs away. So, then the next day, I call her. She answers the phone, says, hello, and I say, hey, this is Steve, and then she immediately hangs up on me. I then proceed to not hear anything for a week, uh, like over a week. Won't answer phones, won't answer anything. So I'm like, all right. Well, I, I literally had already filled out her termination paperwork. Because I was like, I mean, she's, she's obviously quitting. And if she's not, she's fired. I mean, like, this is ridiculous. I've literally already, like, contacted her clients and hooked them up with new trainers and everything. And then one day, she just walks into the gym like nothing ever happened. And she has a doctor's note saying that she's excused for the last she had week. Cancer. Uh-oh. And I thought that would be a I, excuse. I looked yeah. into it, and the doctor's note Temporary was valid. Cancer. Well, do you want to know what she was doing for that week? She went on a psychotic meltdown, and I'm talking psychotic. Apparently, she suffers from insomnia, and when she doesn't sleep, she literally is demon possessed. And I eventually saw this in full effect because like a year later on on Facebook, she did this again. 
And she would make these long posts about her ex-boyfriend that Beelzebub is going to come and take you to damnation and you're going to burn in hell. And like she would, it was, it was sinister what she would do. And so I found out during the psychotic meltdown, she got into a hit and run and got arrested by her ex and was kept in jail and then was finally left out and everything. And when I called her, I asked her why, when I called her, she hung up. She told me, if I would have kept talking, I would have threatened to cut you. That was the exact words. But she had a doctor's note. So according to HR, I could not fire her. There's even more. I have to keep that in mind. There's even more to this, this because I, I, don't, I don't even remember the whole thing, but it was so note. weird. So she comes back to work and I can't fire her. But I'm going to fire her. I'm 100% going to fire her as soon as I can. Um, and so within like a month, she, I, I caught her, I, I banned her privileges from doing non-training work hours. So like you could clock in and do like office hours um, and get paid like minimum wage. I, I took that privilege away from her because uh, I could. Um, and she started doing it anyways. She, she clocked in for like 20 hours unscheduled one week and I was able to fire her because of that. Um, yeah, I forget what even happened after this. This is like five or six years ago. But then, yeah, like I said, like a, well, a, like a year later, she went on another psychotic meltdown on Facebook. And like, I'm talking like 60 to 70 fake Facebook posts in like a five hour time period of just like calling on the devil to go after people and like just weird demonic stuff. And then yeah. within like two days, she's just posting regular stuff again. Well, yeah, that's what uh, people who are insane, I think, do. They have fits of insanity. If I'm going to be honest, Steve, I mean, that is nuts. But where I thought you were going with this, I don't know why my mind went to this. Like, we didn't see her for a week. I'm like, first thing I thought, I was like, was her name Stacy Peterson? Because <laughs> I just immediately was like, <laughs> did you did you work with Stacy Peterson? I don't know. I, I might be aging myself on that one. But that's, uh, that was, uh, yeah, look into it. That's the Peterson trial. I'm familiar with the Peterson trial. I just, I, I just, yeah, probably, well, Illinois, I yeah, Illinois. I was, yeah, but I was like, I, oh, I wasn't, in, I, husband, I wasn't, I wasn't in Illinois, though. In Bolingbrook. I yeah, were in Bolingbrook. I was, I was in St. Louis. Yep. But, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, that was my fun employee story about the lady who was apparently going to threaten to cut me, but had to hang up before she could do it. All right. You got to love insane people. You got to love insane coworkers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Collegiate Nationals. It's always a fun week in powerlifting. Uh, make sure you're watching the action. Starts, I believe, on Thursday and Sunday. Got a whole lot to watch. Um, also, it's not deathly long like it was last year because it was a combination of teen, high school, collegiate, and junior nationals. So it's just it's less than that, so it's a little bit more digestible. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.